here with the dragon, so we back up in here. Spit fire from the back of in ears. Coming straight from the belly of the beast that's in the back of your ear. Whispering shit that's got you crapping your rear. This panic of fear is damaging. Radical stages of behavior that's got you on a scatting looking for the big Okay, it's episode time. What's up, Lee? What's going on? You're back. I am back. You've been off for a few weeks from the podcast. Oh, it's, yeah, it's been at least. It's been, you been, yeah, it was two weeks. Yeah, what have you been up to? I know what you've been up to, but I've been traveling. And yeah, seeing wrestling and hockey. Yeah, so you went to you went to AEW. You yep. went to um multiple hockey games. You yeah. you went to war games. I did. Um. And then you were here. You were home for Survivor Series, and we watched it right here. Yeah, we got home at the family. Uh, four in the morning after war games. <laughs> That's what you do. I don't know how I did it. It's a lot of Mountain Dew and uh, open windows with cold air hitting my face, but uh, sounds like fun. Yeah, fun. <laughs> I bet. Uh, so, so speaking of which, uh, we did. We do have. We have a lot to discuss today besides just NXT UK. The the episode this week. Speaking of. War games, which you were at, which I am still very jealous of. As you should, that was amazing. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was. Um, NXT UK pretty well represented last weekend on the the two big shows. Uh, I guess let's start with War Games. Um, Rhea Ripley is a star. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's getting to the point where I don't even think we can classify her as um, an NXT UK superstar anymore because I think they're she's just. I'm pretty sure she, yeah, I believe she is solidly like exclusive to NXT now. Yeah, which we can argue, I guess Pete Dunne as well, at least for now. Yeah, they both are. I I think um, I I, I just kind of I want to touch on both of them just because they do have so much of a, they've been such an, an important part of the history of of UK. But yeah, they started it out. Yeah, I mean honestly, they were the uh, they were the champs at the first takeover last year and. Uh, um, Rhea Ripley is the first uh, um, NXT UK Women's Champ. Pete Dunne, pretty much, I thought he was gonna die with the that title for a while. He held it forever, six hundred and thirty some odd days, something like that. Yeah, before losing it to Walter last year, uh, uh, much to the chagrin of the UK audience, because the because the, the NXT. And well, well, I meant because the uh, the U, that UK Championship has only changed hands in the United States. Yeah. So, um, uh, so that's um, so that's a thing. But uh, but Rhea Ripley, I mean, I, you know, I've been singing her praises for a long time, and as you, as have you. I know you've been a big fan of hers, but they, I mean, now everybody's a big fan of hers. Yeah. Everyone knows what they we should. She's yeah, straight up beast, and she's beating everybody as she should. Yeah. So the 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 sky is the limit for her and beyond. Uh she had an excellent showing in war games. Um were you disappointed you like you didn't get to actually see uh Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai in the ring? I I'm like torn on it because I adore Tegan. I adore but Tegan. I feel like I'm a bigger Dakota Kai fan and I'm super stoked that she turned heel. And I'm enjoying it way more than I feel like anybody else is. Well, it was definitely like um, it was definitely a good, strong thing for like her character because I feel like as a face on NXT, she was kind of it. Would've, it was kind of easy for her to sort of get lost in the shuffle because there are so many like really premier like top faces on NXT, but there really aren't as many like really well established heels on the show, and as far as the women are concerned, so. 
it definitely gives Dakota more of a firm place on the show. And it was a really well done turn. I mean, I had I had tears in my eyes watching Dakota attack Tegan and Tegan just sells everything so well. I just felt awful watching it happen. I mean, Dakota did a great job. I'm I'm just yeah. saying like as and just even a, on the NXT episode this week came out with her knee brace with the, with the knee brace like a trophy yeah like so that's going to be an awesome storyline to watch develop and i'm sure their match together when it finally happens is going to be electric and and their new gear everyone had new gear and it looks so good yeah so oh, she cool kept her new gear though she, which i was worried she wouldn't because yeah. it's like so looks like all colorful and polka dotty but yeah. but it's cool and so she and she's using that now which is awesome um and another UK competitor who was in that match was Kaylee Ray, and she took an ass whooping. She did, which is about <laughs> what I expected. I feel like, yeah, uh, she took that big um, that top rope reverse Rana from Candice LeRae, and then she also got a bin to the face from Rhea Ripley near the end of the match. Just that hilarious. Was, that was awesome. She just grabbed it and chucked it, and looked, not even chucked it, just swung it at her like a bat. That was, but uh, she had a good showing too. Um, yeah, she was. Uh, Rhea Ripley was the one who was responsible for like grabbing a bunch of chairs and throwing them in the ring, and then what? Didn't Kaylee and Kaylee Ray teased the table and then was like, "No, screw you guys." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which got her heat. Oh yeah, what she wanted. Good way to get some and more she heat. Even uh, took down the chairs that Rhea had set, set up. Yes, it's always a great way to get heat when you are deliberately trying to deny the fans a six spot or some weapons or just anything like that. Uh, great way to get booed. Uh, <laughs> um. But all in all, that was a phenomenal match. It was a little weird to me that that ended up being like four on two, but there was a lot of story to be told during that match. And it made a star out of Rhea Ripley, confirmed that Candice LeRae is a star, and lit a fire under the Tegan Knox dakota Kai feud. Um, also at War Games, there was the triple threat match. Yep. Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, and Damian Priest. Very stoked that Pete won. Of course. So we love Pete Dunn. Yes, we do. Up yours, Brad Shepard. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh. Good fun match. Uh. But of course, Pete Dunn did win, and that gave him the NXT Championship match against Adam Cole the following, uh, day at Survivor Series. And oh, really quickly, there was no. Yeah. The. Yeah, the NXT men's war games match did just, not have any UK. NXT. It was all just NXT people. I say just, I don't mean just, but it was there. There was no UK uh, presence on that. But we did have a lot of UK presence the next day at Survivor Series as well. <clears throat> um, Rhea Ripley again leading that team, the the women's team, and Tony Storm joined them, which was a bum. That she got knocked out early, but it did take two finishers. To yeah, she out. took she took a sharpshooter and bank statement at the same time. So I felt it like it was good. okay. It was yeah, okay to tap out to good. that. Yeah, they're strong. Yeah, she looked really really strong. I it was a little it was funny to me that um we got Tony's return like on SmackDown and then on a pay per view before we got it on UK as far as like TV is concerned. But of course, the people who were there for the tapings got to see her first. Yeah, and then got to see we got to see her on TV. So I I know that was a little bit strange for continuity, but this was a really big opportunity to showcase a lot of people on pay per view, and so I'm really glad that they added Tony to it because she deserved to be part of it. Um, 
and then uh and then in the the men's war games match or war games the men's survivor series match probably the only gripe that i really had about the entire show or the entire weekend was how quickly walter was eliminated yeah i wasn't too thrilled about that i thought he was gonna be in there for a while I thought so too. He's a champion, like yeah. a top champion. And he's, and one of the, well, he's one of the biggest guys in the match too. Yeah, I felt like there was a lot they could have done with him and some other people. I and mean, that's one of the best things about these Survivor Series matches, especially with in this triple threat format. Is like, it's like, oh my god, there's so many different matches. I didn't know how badly I wanted. Yeah. And now you get to see these pairings, and it's like, oh, you just start salivating at the idea. Uh, and yeah, Walter was like, it was one finisher, right? I felt like I like looked down for a second and he got pinned. Yeah. I don't was, even remember who took Was it out. Drew? I feel like that would probably be the, the most like. Was it like uh, one Claymore kick? And it... Cause I feel like it was, cause I wasn't as upset because it was Drew McIntyre who did it. Makes sense. He's a, Lee's a big Drew McIntyre fan. I'm so. part Scott, so. Right. So it makes sense. Um, and Nikki Cross, my homies. <laughs> there you go. I felt like it should have been like I. I wouldn't have minded Walter being the first one out for Team NXT, but I feel like it should have been like three finishers in a row. It could have been like Spear, RKO, Claymore kick, or something like that. You know, like that would have been okay. But yeah, it was Drew McIntyre. That's what I thought. And yeah. he was the first person out of the match too. Yeah, and it was quick. So that was like the only thing I feel like I was disappointed in because I felt like that did kind of make Walter look a little weak uh but if you're I mean if you're someone who follows NXT UK obviously you know that's not the case but this was probably like the first only the first or second time that a lot of people had even seen Walter you know yeah, like I mean, as far the as the U.S. audience is concerned yeah unless they watch UK obviously. right but not everybody does of course so yeah. um and then uh, of course the Adam Cole uh um Pete Dunn match which was surprisingly good considering they, they had to sell all their injuries? Yeah, that was, like, the big thing. Like, I, I would love to see this match fresh, like, where they're just both going into it fully prepared, like, with a proper build and not having to sell um, any injuries um, because they did have to sell injuries. Uh, Pete Dunne with his knee and Adam Cole with his everything. His everything. After he was murdered by Tommaso Ciampa the night before. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look it up. I want to describe it. Just look up the finish to the war game, the men's war games match because it was spectacular. Um, but it was it was a great match nonetheless. Uh, regardless of them having to sell injuries, Adam Cole retained. But you know, I I feel like I feel like Pete Dunne. I mean, he won a big match the night before, and he, you know, as we said, he had the championship for like you know eighty two years. So, I don't think a, a big losing a big match really hurts him too much. No, it was mainly to showcase him. Which, which why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. That fi- the ending though, like oh my god, when the, the Adam Cole reversed the bitter end of the Panama Sunrise, it was uh, not expected at all. I didn't know you could physically do that. Like well, I was Adam like, Cole and... <laughs> that's the amazing thing is like wrestling has evolved so much since I became a fan as a very, very tiny person. And just when you think you've seen everything, somebody brings somebody... out something different. Yes. It's... And it didn't even have to be a massive move. It'd be just be something tiny. Yeah, just a reversal or yeah. uh, a cool submission or just a different move or a, like a reversal like that. Like, 
um, it's amazing the, the level of innovation that you can still get after so much time and seeing so many people do so many different things. Uh, but so let's get into tonight's show. Um, and by tonight, I mean, it was, it was two nights ago, but we had the, uh, American Thanksgiving holiday on Thursday, which kind of prevented us from doing the episode because in America you have to spend Thanksgiving with your family and Mm. overindulge in food and delicious food. Uh, yeah. And, uh, eat way too many carbs and feel disgusting and watch American football and, and all that nonsense. So, um, <laughs> so we got that out of the way and now here we are, uh, talking about it. Um, we got a nice recap of the last kind of couple weeks with this gang war developing between Gallus and Imperium. And we find out that tonight we're going to get an eight man tag Gallus and Ilya Dragunov versus all four members of Imperium, which I believe this is the first time that all four of them have actually teamed up together in one match. So yeah, I, I don't think of, that's happened yet. Yeah. Until well, tonight. Until or, until the episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so that's cool. Something to look forward to. Our opening match was Piper Niven against Ginny, who was accompanied to the ring by Jazzy. And I love that Jazzy was immediately trying to interject herself into the match. Yeah, it shouldn't take any time to be like to ease in. She just went immediately right for her foot. Yeah, I think what they circled. And may, like maybe locked up once or something, and then Jazzy just went like went, went right for it, and that was a continuing theme until she got booted. Yeah, yeah, because Piper was on the outside of the ring, and she went to like scoop her up or hit her or something, and the ref saw it and was like, "No, no, 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 you out of here." Uh, which and Nigel McGuinness lost his mind during that that segment. Uh, she has a manager's license and has the right to be out here. Uh, I love Nigel. Nigel's the best. He he adds so much to uh to the, to the show. It's it's uh it's it's nice. Um, but this was a good fun match. Um, Piper Niven did get the win in the end. Once uh, Jazzy was ejected from the match, it was uh, uh pretty much all downhill from there for Ginny. I I I've been a little bit concerned lately. We we do like to we like to keep it positive here on We Are NXT UK, but I've been a little bit concerned lately with the. Like Ginny and Jazzy have been booked a little weak, and when this pairing first started over like the summer, I kind of expected them to go on a tear and kind of just rip through people, primarily because of Jazzy's you know strength and so her not being out there and Ginny losing, I get. Um, I don't know how long they plan on having this pairing together. I feel like the eventual end game with these two is that Jazzy turns on Ginny or something, gets tired of being the like the hired muscle or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like Ginny's, I feel like Ginny's lost a lot of matches recently. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen her win. I might've seen once, but it was just so uneventful. Right. Just kind of like a whatever match or something. She was winning a lot in the beginning of NXT UK, but, um, but I mean, this, this match did end up kind of, uh, leading to like, like a bigger, a bigger story because we did have a little mini story going into this one because there was a tag match with Rhea Ripley and Piper Niven versus Ginny and Jazzy and uh, Rhea pinned Ginny in that match if I rem- uh, or or was it did Piper pin Jazzy I can't I can't remember now but I do know that the end result was that Piper did not pin Ginny and that was what led to this because Ginny was like oh no if you didn't beat me, so whatever. If you want the NXT UK women's title, you're going to have to go through me to get it. Well, she did go through her. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so Piper, your your homie, one of your Scottish friends, um, <laughs> Piper got on the mic and basically called out. And that didn't even call out Kaylee Ray. Just told her she was coming for the title, and then Kaylee Ray did come out straight away. Slapped the crap out of Piper Niven. It was a dumb idea. Which is why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah. What are you thinking, Kaylee Ray? She said, "Who do you think you are?" But before the last word could exit her lips, uh, she took a, a shot from Piper Niven and then took a uh, that that big uh, backdrop driver that looks like she kills people when she does it. Kaylee Ray rolled out of the ring and they were kind of mouthing off to each other. And then Tony Storm came back. Yay, Tony! Yay, Tony! So. Tony Storm made her return to NXT UK TV. We've been wondering where Tony Storm is. She was at Survivor Series, <laughs> but yep. this, of course, would have been the as we I think we stated would have been the first time that a live crowd had seen her since Takeover Card. Like she's been off the program for like three months. So, uh, but of course, nobody could forget about Tony Storm. So she attacks Kaylee Ray, and um, it looks like. We might be heading for a triple threat. Either that or Piper versus Tony for number one contendership. Yeah, that would be a possibility too. I'm kind of hoping for the triple threat because that yeah. would be cool to see something different. Like, uh, because we did just see Tony and Kaylee Ray at Cardiff, so we'll give us a variant on the match and yeah. do a triple threat. So that would be that would be really really cool. Um, Piper and Tony did kind of face each other from across the ring. No. It, and it almost seemed like they were kind of acknowledging each other, like, yep, we want the same thing, so we know where this is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so so that's a cool cool story to be following, headed into TakeOver Blackpool, which is which is only in, it's only like six weeks away. I think so, yeah, yeah. first or second week of January. Yeah, yeah January 12th, so it's going to be like, yeah, I think the second Sunday in the month, so... So that'll be here before we even know it, because it's basically December at this point, though. So that's pretty pretty awesome. Um, second match was Darice Gordon versus Eddie Dennis. They made a point of letting us know that Gordon is a pupil of Trent Seven. And coincidentally, Eddie Dennis showed up in the crowd last week during Trent Seven's match and then proceeded to mock Trent Seven, kind of poke at Trent Seven throughout this match. He did... He did uh, Trent Seven's trademark roll into the ring. He did the seven-star lariat. Uh, so I guess we're probably heading towards an Eddie Dennis Trent Seven program. So that should be interesting. Um, how familiar are you with Eddie Dennis? Because I know that, I mean, he's been off TV for a long time because he had a torn pec. And yeah, he had they said to, he got it surgically repaired and he's been off for eight months. Like, yeah, since... Yeah, I, I mean, I think he had the surgery in March or April. So, but you saw you saw the first Blackpool takeover, right? I vaguely remember it. Yes. Yeah. So he had that. But you remember Eddie Dennis, though. I mean, he had that match with Dave Mastiff, and I think so. Okay. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I. It's okay. I mean, I know that you haven't seen as much NXT UK as I have, obviously. But um, Eddie looked a little tri- a little slimmer to me than I remember. Like he looked like he had uh, like cut some weight. Um, and this was just, you know, th- this was pretty much just uh, designed to kind of get Eddie over again to the crowd and, I guess, lay the groundwork for a potential uh, feud with Trent. And I don't know if that's going to lead to a Blackpool match or if that's going to maybe just end up main eventing, like, one of the the, the episodes coming up here. It's, 
kind of hard to say because there are a lot of smaller plots kind of going on at the same time. That's something amazing about this show is it's like there there's like eight different storylines going on at any one time. Uh, but of course, at takeovers they tend to only have like five matches, so it's you know there's there's even more than they can put on the big shows, uh, which is cool. Uh, there was a there was a little thing, and I don't know if you caught caught it or not, but uh, it was like I think Eddie went for some type of like fall away slam type move or something, and Gordon like landed on him in, like, a lateral press position, but Eddie popped right up immediately. There wasn't even a count. It wasn't even, like, a one count, and he kicked out. He just, he got up right away and, like, kicked him. And so it almost made me feel like that was unintentional. But I don't even know if you saw that or I, not. I don't know if I did or not, because uh, I can't recall that. Okay, yeah, it was It was so, it, it, was a, it was so brief, and, like, I don't even know that if the commentary team even, like, acknowledged that anything happened or whatever, but, um, I don't know. Was just, that was just questionable, but seven star lariat buckle bomb and the next stop driver and Eddie Dennis picks up the win via pinfall. Welcome back to NXT UK, Eddie Dennis. We go backstage to see Redzy letting us know that there's more action to come, but he's interrupted by Joseph Connors who wants to know who is takeover worthy, and he thinks that he is so. Uh, of course, we've seen Joseph Connors interfere recently in the uh, in the Ligero Travis Banks match, uh, which uh, which led to Travis Banks getting the win. Neither one of those guys were too happy about it, and uh, so now next week it sounds like we're going to get a triple threat match: Joseph Connors, Ligero, and Travis Banks. So that should be good. You're uh, I don't think you're you're not quite as familiar with Joseph Connors, I don't think. I, mean, I, I know you vaguely him. remember him. Yeah. But I'm definitely not as familiar with him he, as I am with like Travis Banks or Ligero. Yeah, yeah. Um it'd be cool to see the to see those three in the ring uh and see what transpires with that. I'm, I'm assuming this is going to somehow like get Joseph Connors involved in something or or like kind of get him pushed for something cuz it seems like they're all of a sudden really getting behind him or trying to use him for something. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that or, or either that or they'll do a triple pin. <laughs> I can see that. Like a German hook to another German and they all do it. And then all six shoulders get covered, but that'd be great. I would love that. Honestly, at this point, <laughs> uh, Ashton Smith and Noam Dar. Ashton Smith can't buy a victory. And neither can Oliver Carter. His like they they've been they've been calling Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter tag team partners, but they haven't had a tag team match yet. So it's kind of, they're really more just kind of like friends who are miserable together because they can't win matches. And this crowd was like solidly behind Omdar. Oh yeah, like a hundred percent. They're cheering for him when he came out and everything. Yeah, they popped for him. They, they they kind of like they they gave Ashton a pretty favorable reaction when he came out, but then once Noam Dar came out, it was like, oh no, yeah, we're we're on Noam Dar's side. Yeah, so, oh for sure. Um, Dar is 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 Dar too over to like be a a heel long term? I mean, he's really funny and he's I mean, really good in the ring. I mean, it depends on I guess who he faces. Yeah, because when he's against like a member of British Strong Style, the crowd is on their side. They're they're gonna support Banks or Tyler Bate or whatever. But in a lot of situations, it does seem like the 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 crowd does favor 
uh, Noam Dar, but he's he's really good in the ring, and he's so charismatic, and he's so funny, especially, like, in his backstage segments and things like that. Like, he's just, he's such a great asset to the show and such a good character, and, I mean, you know, I I love it when Noam Dar is on the show. It's, uh... He's fun. He is fun. He's so fun. He is. He's a jerk, but in, in a good way. And you, you definitely have that Scottish bias going again. So. This is a very Scottish show, like a very, a very Scottish heavy show, because there was, uh, there were um, Piper and Piper and Omdar, and then the main event too. So, um, I mean, it makes sense. It's next to UK, and Scotland is part of the UK. Hey, um, Ashton kind of had a hard time even getting anything going in this too. Like Omdar, like really dominated the match. So. Uh, I'm not sure what lies ahead for Ashen and Oliver Carter. I, I might even, you know, I, I've been, I've been on this Kenny Williams is going to turn heel thing for like, well, like eight years now. And like, I think, I don't know, maybe this might be the thing. Maybe like, uh, Oliver Carter and Ashen Smith might get into a little thing with Noam Dar here. Maybe Kenny Williams will end up being Noam Dar's tag partner. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with Kenny Williams as turning heel, and I don't care. It eventually will happen. It will happen eventually, Probably damn it. In the next decade. I said so. It's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> oh, we do get confirmation uh, next week, the triple threat the, that we mentioned before. And also, Jordan Devlin versus A-Kid. So, that's going to be good. Jordan Devlin is someone who seems to be, like, just right on the precipice of being, like, a main, like, a serious, like, main event guy. He's kind of, like, just a notch below main event pretty consistently. It seems like he he wins all of his matches except for, like, the big, big matches. Like, like his he's had, like, two championship opportunities, I think, and came up short. But he did have that big win recently against uh, Dave Mastiff. So, I think the bright future for Jordan Devlin still, but they did just debut A-Kid, so I'm wondering what's going to happen with this. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe it'll feed into something else, because I know that much like uh, they were talking about um, uh, Doris Gordon being a pupil of Trent Seven, uh, I know Tyler Bate has given his like kind of seal of approval to A-Kid, so Maybe this will lead to something like with Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin, which would be awesome. Yeah. Because those, those two would kill it. Main event time. Eight-man tag. Eight-man tags, man, are like... I I feel like a one-fall eight-man tag is basically the most difficult standard match that you can have. I mean, obviously, you can just continue to add people to that match indefinitely you know, you can do five on five six on six seven on seven i think they've i've even seen like a seven on seven one fall match one time and well, they've done ten uh, like a like, ten on ten like a ten on ten one fall yeah it, I, obviously it never ends like clean because it ends up just being a war i just can't even yeah like but it's just i've seen it at wrestlemania i think Oh, was it like one of those years that they just stuck a million people on the pre-show or something? And like a, I actually think it was that Team Laurinaitis and Team Teddy Long thing from like twenty twelve, and that was ten on ten. I think so. Or it was it was some like crazy. It was more than five on five. 
Okay, five on five is a lot different than ten on ten. Yeah. That's that's twenty. That's one of I my memory's fuzzy on it, but there was that's a lot fine. of people in the match. Might have been seven on seven. Yeah, Leave that's kind of that's kind of what I was. I thought I thought that's what it was yeah. to be honest, but that's still so many people. That's a lot it's, of people. It's really hard to let anybody really shine in that kind of in this kind of situation too. It's I feel like they're just really hard to to pull off. But this was a pretty good one. Yeah, no, it was very nice. Uh, Dragunov was took the beating mainly. Yeah, he took the heat. Uh, he's really good at taking the heat too. Yeah. Uh, so of course he was going to, um, and I guess he's the logical guy to take the heat too, because you're building Joe coffee for Walter. So he's not going to take the heat. And then the other two are the tag champs. So, so they, why not have, yeah. and, and, and Dragunov's also the littlest guy on the team. So why not? Why yeah, not have him take the beating? Team. Yeah. He was the smallest guy in the entire match. Uh, I like Imperium's, uh, group entrance too. Like, cause they all kind of took a different side of the ring and you could tell like this, they're, the way they walked into formation, the footwork and everything, it was like it was very well orchestrated. And I just I thought that looked really cool and made them look even more formidable and menacing. Yeah. Uh and uh Gallus's entrance I I love the Gallus triple handshake. It's just a really neat touch and then then they're standing there and then here comes Dragonov and, and it was kind of funny they like sort of looked over at him while he was doing his you know spaz out thing that he does and they're like yeah yeah that's our yeah guy. that's our guy that's our partner what's up and they walk to the ring like with with some swagger and it's cool i really like this feud and it's so it's it's still so weird to me seeing gallus as, as faces yeah but i love it uh so dragonoff did take the heat there was a they did tease at one point a big brawl uh I think Dragunov slapped Walter on the apron, and then Walter got in the ring, and that made Coffee get in the ring, and then all of a sudden, all eight of them were in the ring with their fists raised, saying "Let's go." But the ref was able to calm it down, much to the disappointment of the crowd. Yep. But that would we would get it though. We we would definitely get it later. Um, Walter stayed out of the match completely until they had Dragunov cornered, and then he got in there and dealt out some punishment, but. But the the whole thing broke down. I mean, eventually Walter and Joe Coffey got the hot tags, and then they had a nice little exchange, and 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 it all just turned to chaos and pandemonium and all that fun stuff. Uh, the match was thrown out because they just started fighting each other, uh, and it spilled out of the ring, spilled out into the crowd. Their bodies flying everywhere. You couldn't even keep track of what was happening. It was fun. No, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun little skirmish, and we've obviously... Obviously, it solved absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, not at all. This means they'll have probably some sort of rematch in the near future. I'm wondering if we're not going to just end up seeing, like, a lot of different combinations of these two groups. Like, maybe... Like, you can even see, like... I can see Joe Coffey and, and Dragunov or something, like, teaming up to go against, like, uh, Walter and Wolf or something. Yeah. Are uh, just different combina- different tag combinations and different singles matches too. You could, I feel like you could have Joe Coffey beat with someone else from Imperium one on one, probably Alexander Wolf. Yeah, I and you could that. see Walter like go over Dragonoff one on one again, or or go over like one of the you know Mark Coffey or Wolfgang or something, and it'd be totally okay, just to like build them for the match. So, so uh. It looks like right now, based on what we've seen recently, that for TakeOver Blackpool, we're going to have Joe Coffey and Walter. 
which is so appropriate. Yeah, it'll be a fun, hard-hitting match. That will be a fun, hard-hitting match. And there's so much story there. I've mentioned it before, like a week or two ago, but just the fact that Joe Coffey was in the main event of the first TakeOver Blackpool, and then that was when Walter made his debut, and he... You know, he was having the face-off with Pete Dunne. Joe Coffey got back in the ring, and Walter booted him, and then that was pretty much their last encounter until recently. So it just, it, it's a nice kind of come full circle moment. Uh, it looks like we, it looks like we are going to get uh, some type of multi-team match for the tag team championships. Um, I'm really, 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 really hoping for... Um, a ladder match. I I'm pretty sick. I think yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I haven't done many like specialty matches outside of like the last man standing. Exactly. Yeah. So to see uh, a ladder match would be excellent. I feel like uh, you know Southwell subculture, grizzled grizzled young veterans, Gallus and Imperium in a four team ladder match would be absolutely killer. So I. And it, and I but I it does look like we're heading towards some type of multi team affair for that. Uh, looks like triple threat for the women's title: Tony Storm, Piper Niven, Kaylee Ray, and then we've got like these other little kind of undercard feuds going too. So, Takeover Blackpool looks like it's going to be an awesome show, as if it wasn't going to be. But yeah, it's not. It I'm ex- be, I'm yeah. excited though. Like just thinking about those three matches, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like ready for it. Yeah, like sold. just yeah, exactly. That's gonna be it. That's gonna be a fun day, dude. We got Takeover Blackpool in the middle of the day, and then uh, at night there's the uh, Impact Pay Per View, Hard to Kill. Yep. That's gonna be a good day. I love wrestling when, when I, I love big full days of wrestling like that with two pay per views or something when it lines up and it works. Right. <laughs> Do we want to? Uh, and, and speaking of uh, big shows in January, uh, there will not be an NXT Takeover before the Royal Rumble, but there will be an NXT Worlds Collide. And when we heard about this, we were a little bit like, what? But then, now that it's come out that it's basically like an NXT versus NXT UK type show... It's a lot more intriguing. Yeah, I'm excited! So, obviously the big... The, the the big big feuds are going to be resolved at like Takeover Blackpool and Takeover Portland the following month or whatever for for NXT. Yeah. So, I'm wondering like you know is this going to be just basically an opportunity for like really cool pairings like we were kind of talking about from Survivor Series and, and an Imperium or something or, or yeah or just yeah, yeah I mean you know like you get like uh, I don't know like Io Shirai and is Zaya Brookside. Well, that happened in the Mayan Classic and yeah. Zaya got destroyed, but you know, but uh or like uh I don't know, like Bianca Belair and Piper Niven. Uh just yeah. all kinds of different combinations you could get. Like uh uh like uh Joe Coffey and Killian Dane or something like oh that. You can God. imagine that would be a just a or Killian uh, Dane and Alex Wolf. Fight. Yeah, I mean, old, old sanity. <laughs> there you go. I mean, see yeah. There's so many different possibilities. Would you want Would you want to do Walter and Adam Cole In a situation like that I don't really know (laughs) Well I don't know Because Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne both had really good matches Where you think that they could have beat him So Oh you know that Oh I think the match would be amazing Yeah I just don't know if I would like the outcome Adam Cole has been just Has just died so many times in the last week Yeah That pounce 
from Keith Lee. Oh my god, that, that was, was insane. I watched that like a hundred times. Like it's like it was so awesome. <laughs> um. All right, so we got a lot to look forward to. A lot, a lot of good wrestling coming up. I th- and I think the whole tapings are gonna take us all the way to Takeover. So, so, uh, so if you've seen, if you were at Hall, the Hall tapings, um, don't spoil it for us. <laughs> I saw, I saw a few things because I actually had a lot of Twitter friends who were there, and um, I just couldn't even avoid it. Like people were like posting pictures of things or what. So I've seen little snippets of what happened, but I have no context for it. I just yeah, like that's what's... what I try to do when I go to events that are taped. Like I'll post pictures, but I won't post like anything like a description or anything. Yeah, yeah. well, a description or any definitive picture of who might win or right. Just like oh, here's Tony Storm or yeah. here is Walter. Yeah, uh, which is good. That's uh, that's that's nice of you to have take to take everybody into consideration. Yeah, a lot of people don't. A lot of people I don't know, know, but. But, uh, so I, so I just, I've seen some images, but I have no idea what they lead to. And the, the thing too, is that at these tapings, they don't, they don't play any of the backstage stuff for the live crowd. So the crowd there has no idea like what else is transpiring. They're just seeing these matches cold unless something happened in front of them. So like, obviously anything that happens in the future for the like next few weeks between Gallus and Imperium, it's like, okay, there's. That's like a hot feud at the taping too. But yeah. other things, it's like uh, you know, like the Ashton Smith Noam Dar match would have been cold for them. They'd have had no idea that there was a backstage altercation. So, yeah. um, Lee, where can the good people of the internet find you? L e i g h d x thirteen, I think. Um, the grams and the tweets. You're thirteen on both now. I think so. Okay. Or forty. I don't know. I still haven't figured it out. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look right now okay. so that we can make sure that yeah, I'm, we I'm, I'm the, lazy. that right. we give people the correct information. If you are interested in the sport of ice hockey, Lee is also your guy, um, because uh, there's two things that Lee loves, and they are wrestling and hockey. It's forty on Instagram. It's thirteen on Twitter, okay. and yeah, so good job. Uh, I am Brent FFF on both, so. Uh, good job not confusing people. That's nice. It you know I, I it's good it's it, it's you know I try to be consistent on on all the things. That's can fair. also you can add me on Facebook, but I don't really use it. Like, I post things, but I don't like scroll through anymore really because I was doing it way too much. So I'm trying to like kind of just take a break, <laughs> and you know That's whatever. Fair. Yeah, but. Uh, but thank you, the listeners, for hanging out with us for another episode of We Are NXT UK. We are going to do our best to get back to the regiment of being on time and doing it, doing the show every Thursday. I know I had a I had a lot of personal things that were interfering with that because you know Wednesday was wrestling day forever. It was like I basically would organ would like organize my life around the fact that Wednesday is NXT and NXT UK, and Wednesday is my wrestling day, and then they changed the date that UK aired on and that threw off my life. Like, I, I, I'm i like, man, I like doctor's appointments and Pistons games and stuff on Thursdays. Like, what are you doing? But, um, and then we just had the holiday and stuff. But, uh, yeah, we're going to try to get back to releasing these a little bit more timely because we know that's what the people like. But talk to us on Twitter. Chat us up about wrestling. Chat us up about I love basketball. So if you happen to be a basketball fan, talk to me about basketball. I like motorsports. 
So that stuff's cool too. Talk to us about NXT UK. Talk to us about other wrestling. We, you know, watch a lot of it. I mean, I'm, I'm huge on impact wrestling, so, um, you can chat me up about that, but, um, uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend or whatever it is. Whenever you're listening to this, thank you for tuning in and we will talk to you next time.